edition of the GassoCast. I'm your host, Ryan Massett. I'm joined by Michael Timmons and Bluzer Tucci. We just wrapped up the regional quarterfinals last night. We're going to jump right to it um, by paying some respects to some of the best 2022, the best seniors that have been eliminated up to this point. Everybody picked a couple dudes, and um, we're going to jump right in. Blue, I'm going to pass it to you. Well, I, I think the first one right here is going to be Cason Wallace, followed by uh, Ryland Griffin. I mean, even last night when you're when you're looking at uh, the footage that uh, Timmons made of the game, how, how does how does Cason Wallace get eliminated from that game by m- trying to make a defensive stop? And we've talked about his defense, his him being a gamer, all the tools that he brings out to the to the game to play, and he's always ready. It was a simple try to, uh, you know, he makes a block, tips the ball in the air, him and uh, uh, Jacoby Walters, and it just lands in Alex uh, Anna Mekwe's hands for the for the easy put in with, and that's the way he that's the way he leaves the court. Um, also with Ryland Griffin, uh, these two dynamic duo guys, they made it to state last year. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, they weren't. They were not in San Antonio where the entire state, where the basketball junkies uh, live and die every March. To see these guys, to see Kaysen, Ryland Griffin, see Kevin Lawson on the sidelines coaching, that was never, uh, that never came, came to be. And I think that these two guys will be well missed. I think that uh, they meant a lot to high school basketball over the last four years and, and rack up the wins and, and everything that they accomplished. They really put on – every time you went to see them, they never disappointed. Oh, absolutely not. And that was what's really special, you know, when, when we – it's just high school kids are, are inconsistent as players in general just because they're in high school. But when you would go to see Casey and Ryland, it was just like you knew what you were getting, and that's, that's a rare, rare um, attribute. Uh, yeah, for me, Ryan Agarwal at Coppell, you know, I picked him just because, you know, the history that he has in high school as well as at the Gasso. Um, for me, you know, filming often, there were games where he would have double-digit three-point shots. You know, if he hit two in a row, the heat check was coming. Just one of my favorite players to cover, um, just the pure stroke at 6'6". And just to kind of see him grow um, over the three years that I covered him, you know, build into a frame, add so many dimensions to his game, you know. While I'm sad that, you know, I won't be able to cover him in high school anymore, you know, headed to Stanford, he has a bright future ahead of him. And it was just somebody that at the purest form, a shot maker, was somebody that I really was interested in covering that I'm going to miss. And if I may add, I mean, he's basically his senior year was cut a little bit short with his injury. I think that he was showing that he could could lead a team uh, as the main focal point uh, along with his, uh, his teammates beside him. And then it was cut a little short, and I think he came back to really try to fight through for his senior night and then in the playoffs. You can only go so far. And right. I think that Ryan just uh, – uh, he was heading in a different uh, uh, direction upward uh, uh, this year. I want to talk about Austin Nunez. He is a player that has just continued to grow on me immensely. And you, you've seen the maturation process. Um, he was always very talented, but just like the way he competes and the way he battles, like I just loved it. There was a great picture of him after they lost to Westlake, and you could just tell he left everything out there. I got to see him a couple times this year, um, and he was just really good. I saw him in a loss, and the dude was was going so hard trying to find ways to win. I just – I'm going to miss watching him. He's explosive. He had a lot to his game. He was an eye, eye-catching prospect, 
and then he, he produced, and then he competed. you you got to like all those factors. So Yeah, I spoke to him after the game they lost to Westlake, and just you could hear the maturity in his voice, obviously disappointed, but all he could kept talking about was, you know, the fact that his, his teammates stepped up and they had a chance to win that game. And that's the only way you want to go out is on your shield like that and for him to lead that Wagner team who may not have had all the talent that they've had in years past, for them to will their way that far and um, had Westlake on the ropes, you know, that's 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 the way you want to go out if you're going to go out. And, you know, as we head down this path into the state tournament, we find out very quickly that there's going to be only one winner in these yeah. classifications. So, you know, winning's hard. But, you know, these three guys that we talk about here, there's plenty more, but just a couple of guys who want to spotlight and give them their yeah. due. And and with Austin Nunez, was, he, he he missed a year because of transfer rules, and he and he uh, uh, he sat out. Um, and in that meantime of sitting out, he got better. Yeah. And I think he turned the corner during his senior year for us that we saw. And then he, in one year at being at Wagner, he carried on that tradition of winning yeah. uh, at Wagner for, uh, for Rodney Clark, for the head coach there. And um, in one year, you just kind of see how, uh, you know, you thought that he was there fighting for the T-Birds his entire career. Yep. All right, let's move on. It seemed a little somber. It was. We were saying <laughs> goodbye to some of our favorites. Uh, but last night was absolutely absurd. I'll start here at uh, Gasso headquarters <laughs> in uh, Keller, Texas. Me well, let me let me say this though. I, I I leave for twelve hours to go on a JUCO trip, and it was like the the dam broke in high school basketball in one night. It was <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, Sam and I got about three subscriptions to uh, <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texan Live. And we decided we were going to watch all of Houston last night. And uh, we did. I had a thread that was 18 tweets long. Um, Sam and I, at the end of the night, looked at each other and we said, let's go take some Tylenol because we both have headaches. Um, but we saw some incredible basketball. Just to mention a few, Wesley Yates and Terrence Arsenault of Beaumont United, they, they beat Goose Creek Memorial. Spectacular performance. Terrence Arsenault doing what Terrence Arsenault does. And Wesley Yates putting the ball in the bucket. Absolutely incredible. And I want to give a shout-out to um, Sam Bradford, who was really, really good in the fourth quarter and overtimes, and, and Darius Woodson. Um, Bel Air versus Side Creek, that was another one we got our eyes on. And Jacoby Cole was phenomenal, hitting threes, pull-up jumpers, um, offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, causing turnovers, wrecking havoc. And he was the star of the night in that game last night. And then – Last one, HP, Mount Pleasant, Peyton Chisholm, a really good point guard out of Mount Pleasant, hits a buzzer beater um, to beat Helen Park. Yeah, the way he split through that defense oh, right there and incredible. then to stay on balance and not panic after he made that move was big time. Yeah, and I'll also just say, I know we didn't get to everything, but like those were – that, that was just that's just the tip of the iceberg and of it what happened, happened last and it night. It happened like this. Like as soon as you thought you were locked in on one, I know y'all had trouble getting back and forth between games that were going on to the wire. Yeah. But and, and we had three screens going yeah. and we had group threads and it it was last night was a blast. How, how great was it? It was March first and all of this happened. You're sitting up on the T V screens, you're you're showing me what I'm missing. And uh even though I did enjoy my time at uh, at Region fourteen JUCO, but even on our uh on our Gasso bracket breakdown, uh, on our on our Twitter page at Texas Hoops Gasso, uh, I remember one of you asked me what I was looking forward to 
for on for Tuesday night, and it was Region Three. In oh. Region Three, I think on both ends delivered the 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 dramatics of everything that that was going on in the games from start to finish, and and I think that's what high school is all about. It's unpredictable. We made some picks. We were wrong. So what? This is what high school basketball is about. And when you don't mention Sci Falls, Shadow Creek. Atascacita, that just shows you how insane last night was. Right. So all three winners, all three in tough, tough games. I mean, absolutely nuts. Uh, for me, I was at Richardson McKinney at Curtis Cole Center. Um, obviously a very high-profile game, and, you know, I've said it multiple times since playoffs started, it ain't sweet. And to get McKinney and Richardson, who we had as two of the top three teams in our preseason state ranking, meet in the third round. I mean, you could already feel the buzz and the energy in that gym. I've already posted the YouTube recap, so go check that out. But you could tell it was going to be an instant classic, and it didn't disappoint. Um, you know, Ryland Griffin got off to a start similar to the start that he had versus Arizona Compass when they upset them at the Hoop Fest. But right there to match him early on was Thatcher McClure, which he hit two big threes. I think he finished with three threes in the first half and in the first quarter and a big dunk, matched him. But down the stretch, just the toughness of McKinney um, kind of was the difference in the game. Jackson Steele made big plays in the second half. I didn't talk about him much yesterday, but Alex Anamekwe was playing some point forward. You know, there was obviously the matchup between Kaysen Wallace and Jacoby Walter. Uh, I talked to Jacoby after the game, and I said, whatever it took, takes to win. Obviously, you know, he really didn't have his best offensive scoring night. You know, Kaysen Wallace took the challenge and, you know, guarded him well, but Jacoby made plays down the stretch, deflections, getting some extra possessions for his team. And it's just, all, what does it take to win? And, you know, McKinney was able to pull that win out in an instant classic, and now they're rolling with a lot of momentum after that win. And I, and I think I think maybe Wes Watson and the staff are kind of like being in the shadows because they had to start the playoffs early with a uh, – yeah, district a, 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 yeah, district championship game against Denton Geyer, and and it, it, uh, they didn't win that game, but it obviously, I think the momentum started building. Yeah, it sounds like that game was really good for them against Geyer. You know. Yeah, when you look at it, obviously, you know, the uh, there's not an elephant in the room. You know, you really don't want to see Richardson any earlier than they had to, but that's just what happened. But I think you know, they just started figuring figure things out, and their role players really stepped up. Jacoby Campbell hit a big shot last night uh, down the stretch. Vincent hit a pull-up. They did everything they needed to hang around, and the toughness in that second half really showed. And we talked about Ryland and Case, and, you know, they did everything they can to try to win that game. And it just, you know, like we talk about, only one team can win the state championship. So, you know, credit to both teams for putting on a classic performance, and I was glad to be there. Yeah, you know, I'm going to jump over to a little small ball, small-town basketball of 1A with Calvert. Uh, Calvert is, is handling – business as they should as they're trying to march to uh to san antonio and you know we're, we're keeping a close eye on uh on mj thomas and what he's being able to accomplish last night he went for 17 points i'm sorry 21 points 17 rebounds and five blocks uh obviously hitting into regionals um there's going to be a lot of eyes on him as we as we here think you know his next step is is to get to state and and they got to go through uh mcmullen county who's uh who right now their record is uh, 34 and four, and they were 14 and 0 in district play themselves. And Calvert was undefeated uh, in district play, 
And so there's a, there's a little storylines here. I mean, maybe not so much a wrap-up, a recap from last night's game because, you know, it was Calvert handled business, like I said. But just like looking, you know, it, it's a, every win for Calvert right now is a big win. And talking to Michael Thomas, he, he feels a sense of urgency as a head coach to get there. Yeah, I love it. Let's uh, jump to surprises. These are just going to be, you know, things that happen that we're surprised about. And I wouldn't say there was, like, many like, upsets. Um, but there were definitely there are definitely some things that are surprising us through this playoffs. So that's how we're going we're gonna to do this next little segment. So I'll, I'm going to kick us off. Duncanville and Kimball are flying way too under the radar. Like, it's eerie yeah. how much I am not hearing about them. And, you know, I don't think they're upset about that. Because, Timmons, you, you've talked about how in the state playoffs, you win, and guess what happens? You're going to get that publicity. Yeah. You're going to get opportunities to shine, and that's going to kind of move us into what, what, where Timmons is going later down the road. But these two teams are very good. Yeah, is it just that we expect them to win? Yes. Are there have I mean, we given them that was the like that much respect? Yeah, like, but at the same time, like I, th- we've talked about, you know, it's hard to win in Texas playoffs, and you know, seeing a DeSoto team last night for Duncanville, you know, that's your district. You play them in district. It's hard to beat a team three times. Very hard. Um, Kimball's rolling right now, and I think that they're, I mean, they're blowing teams out. But at the same time, I mean, they're handling business, like you said. I don't think their coaching staff and their team they don't they don't care. They're handling business quietly, you know, advancing, getting wins under their belt, and there they are in the regional tournament. And last year it was kind of like this thing is like when you know Kimball in just about every single round was down yeah. double digits, and he looked and like they're really going to do this again. Yeah. And this year it, they haven't none of that. They're just taking care of business. Yeah. Which is shows a, a maturation process of of some big time seniors over at Kimball. And I think the fun part about this, or, or you know, when you think about it, we're expecting it. So do those coaches, Nick Smith at Kimball, David Peavy at Duncanville. They're expecting to be in, in San Antonio, right? So th- they're they're ones that aren't going to make a lot of noise on, on anywhere. They're going to coach their teams. And I think though, with focusing on like the Richardsons and the Lake Highlands and and the Austin Westlakes and everything around the state, what has happened is is that you know with a couple of those big losses last night the path maybe gets a little bit e- easier for Duncanville, which um, is anybody going to argue if they, if they, if they get an easier, <laughs> if they get challenged and they're able to win, they're right. not going to complain about winning. And, and Nick Smith, I've spoken to Nick. Nick Smith expects to be in that championship game. He doesn't care who is against. Right. So he has unfinished business. Uh, for me, as far as surprises, I think my surprise is just to see the dynamic of Westlake get better. You know, when you think Westlake, you think toughness, you think about knocking down open shots. And I think the emergence of Jaden Greyhouse um, at that guard position adds just a dynamic that is allowing them to advance against some teams that he was needed to advance against. You know, if you look at their game against Wagner, you have Austin, you have Austin Nunez there where Jaden Greyhouse had to make it tough for him. Then the next game against Clark, you have Jordan Mason. So two guards that can get going that Jaden Greyhouse provides, you know, some strength. And also now if you're playing against Westlake, you have to be honest. You have to and you have to he can go downhill and they give him that element of attacking downhill. 
and his strong frame. He's a nightmare in high school basketball, you know, a, a, a fearless competitor on the football field. But they're, he's bringing something to where you can't just say, oh, they have shooters. Now you have to guard a guy that can go ISO and get downhill and put a lot of pressure, get to the free throw line against the defense. And I think right now they're rolling and they have they can beat you in multiple ways with him now. And what <clears throat> and excuse me, what you and I talked about earlier is that uh, coming off the football field, he goes and I see him in his first tournament and the first time he's in the game and during the second half, I mean, what does he do? He dives on the ball for a dozen floor for loose ball, calls a timeout. That's a competitive winning play of instincts, yep. regardless of if you're on the basketball on the football field or the basketball court. Uh, winning and competitiveness translates. Absolutely. Um, Blue surprises for you? Um, I guess maybe a surprise, not surprise. My sleeper was Bernie Champion uh, coming into uh, to uh, the state tournament. You know, last night they handled Buddha Johnson, who was in their district. Uh, Braden Baum, the junior, 6'6", junior <laughs> forward, winds up with 27 points yesterday. Jesse uh, Pert added 10. They, the scoring kind of uh, uh, went throughout the lineup of who was in there, and they can just share the ball and rely on different people every night. And uh, it, uh, I, I guess at this point when you can tear up your bracket <laughs> for what it's worth, I mean, it's kind of fun just to see somebody in there that maybe, you know, hey, hey I was maybe right about this one. And, and so they're that, that uh, that's a fun thing to watch <coughs> with a lot of weapons. Absolutely. Let's, let's look ahead here. Uh, this is going to be the last segment. I'm looking ahead. West Texas versus DFW. Okay. El Paso America has actually beaten two DFW teams in the last two rounds. Yeah, they have. They beat uh, Byron Nelson, and then they beat Keller Central. Both reside out of the same district. Now they take on Arlington Martin, who uh, very well-rounded team. I cannot wait to attend that game to watch El Paso Americas and Arlington Martin. And then you got Amarillo versus Summit. Um, I got seniored and told I don't get to go to that one. So, um, <laughs> but that that's going to be a, a great one. Amarillo Summit. I I I'm very interested to see what happens there. I believe Jeff. Yes, that. I was going to add because I'm looking at your notes here. I'm sorry yeah. if I'm jumping on your your turf, but El Paso Chapin, West Texas plays Mansell Timberview. There you go. That's that's perfect. I yeah. I didn't even write that one down. So there you go. West Texas versus DFW. I'm I'm really interested to see that matchup. And then Seniority versus Youth. You have Atascacita, like yeah. and then you have Fort Bend Clements, who's you know, sophomore led. And Fort Bend Clements is really tough. They run a really they're very disciplined. It should be a good one as well. So I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen in that one. Blue, you want me we want to go, or you want me to go? Uh you know, I'm looking forward to down the road in foray to uh Dallas Faith Family uh versus a Dallas uh, Carter matchup. Um Faith Family, as we know, roll through their district. Um they try to get uh some work in uh, playing Spring Creek Academy, who's a very talented charter school in the uh, Dallas area. And now they get to bracket play in the playoffs, and they're beating teams on an average of 34 points. Last night, I believe, was 46? 91, is my math right? 91 to 45. So as they get, I believe... Pretty good. <laughs> thank you. As we get to uh, you know, the regional finals, going up against uh, Dallas Carter. It's a lot of athletes on the court. Anything can happen when you have athletes. Obviously, uh, Faith Family has more size, but quickness on both ends of the court with both teams, 
pressuring. They know each other. They played yeah, each other. There won't be any. There's not going to be intimidation. No. No. There's no intimidation, but guess yeah. what? I think both of those coaches, they're, they're, I don't look too far ahead, but that's what they're looking for. And I'm, the, right. I'm looking at that too. Uh, for me, Warren versus Westlake. You know, I just mentioned Westlake with Jaden Greyhouse. Well, Warren's bringing in uh, Jalen Crocker, Johnson, um, who's putting up 2020 games. So the matchup there, I'm going to look to see how does Westlake, you know, take him out of the game or how can they adjust and, you know, neutralize him. And like I said, with Warren, um, how do you stop Jaden Greyhouse, who's rolling, as well as guarding the shooters and as well as, you know, matching the toughness that's what Westlake has. And then I will be front and center. You know, I got a, I got involved in a tweet yesterday talking about nobody's really talking about Big Zuby. And, you know, there's been a lot of big matchups, and Zuby's putting up huge numbers. And the one thing I'll say with that when like people— Like 30 and 20 yeah, numbers. Like huge numbers. <laughs> so what I'll say about that is that when you keep winning, winning matters. And guess what? The more you win, like now we're forced to see. You're on the big stage. You're in the regional tournament. And Zuby versus JoJo Tugler of Cy Falls is mu must-watch yeah. uh, basketball. You know, they both run the, the floor. They're both physical inside. That's just going to be two dudes going at, and I'm really excited for that matchup. So that's something I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend. I'll be there with you on Friday. And then also um, just taking a look down there, there's some very intriguing matchups at TAPS that are going to be in Waco um, with some potential to have some really big-time uh, matchups that, you know, Gasso is going to try to get down there to see as well. So looking at that. Absolutely. Make sure that you are following us, okay, um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We got our newsletter. It's coming out Friday. 2024 rankings will be released. We have 105 players on that. NIL information, building your brand, and then players that we've seen. We, we've just write, run a ton of notes, lots of players in there, tons of rabbit holes to keep you uh, busy for like hours <laughs> and then we're updating the brackets the regional tournament will be up on great american shootout website here soon and yeah that's how you can get all your information so thank you for listening comment below um any feedback any mailbag questions we'd love to answer them and uh we'll be back next week with recapping a lot of action from over the weekend a lot of action and then we'll be headed down to san antonio yep can't wait for that so hopefully try and do <laughs> one down there as well so that's gonna wrap us up have a good day.